Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Packed House right here on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Mickey Doolittle alongside Grant Salzman and Aiden O'Connor. For the first time on the FM stream, this is Season 2, Episode 1 of the Packed House. Guys, how's it going today? It's, it's warm. It's like 50 degrees here. I like it. It's great. A little sad about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but doing great other than that. Yeah, sorry about your Steelers this weekend. It was, I mean, all the hope I had after that T.J. Watt touchdown just evaporated. I I was sitting there watching it, and they scored, and we we had some family over uh, for actually we're celebrating Christmas, but that's not that has nothing to do with it. But we're all sitting there, and we're like, yeah, this game's nothing. You know, it's it's gonna be horrible. And then all of a sudden, T.J. Watt touchdown. I was like, yeah, I mean, their their defense is pretty much their whole team. Ben struggles to throw football sometimes, but. Yeah, I mean, which, there was a moment. Which is sad, speaking that the defense is not very good either. So, yes, T.J. Watt, I would say, is a majority of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we'll get into that yes. later in the show. Yeah, so we, we are going to be recapping all the NFL games, all the excitement from this weekend. It was such a fun weekend of NFL football, it, There were even though there were a couple of blowouts. Uh, Two you or know. three really good games. Yeah, exactly. And, you, go so ahead. Have you guys heard of – is anyone – complaining about this week i've seen a lot of people complaining about the seventh seed but it's it's an extra week of football it's more games yeah what are you complaining about i don't understand that because while the steelers get in i don't think they're as good as the colts but if the colts got in then we would have seven really good afc teams but chargers the yeah they but neither of those teams were good enough to i mean the steelers had the wins they get in that's how the system works and i think eventually you'll see a seven seed beat a two seed and it'll be exciting yeah a hundred percent i i could see it and there's not a big it's it's not like march madness where a 16 seed will never beat a one it's some there's not a lot of gap between a seven and no, a two seed obviously no, not at all. wasn't the case last week but or last weekend with the steelers and the chiefs but i could see it happening year in and year out i yeah for sure yeah so awesome awesome week of football let's just jump right into the first game of the weekend it was the las vegas raiders Traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Cincinnati pulls this one out 26-19. Jesse Bates really stood out to me in this one. He was awesome at free safety. He was flying around the field, getting to the ball, great in coverage, wrecking, wreaking havoc, especially over the middle at free safety. Joe Burrow also played great. Uh, Derek Carr, a little sloppy with the turnovers, but was overall pretty good. And a big development here for Cincinnati. They lose D linemen, Larry Ogunjobi and Trey Hawkinson, Hendrickson. Sorry, Their pass rush got absolutely no push after these two went out. Watch for these injuries. They're beginning to pile up for Cincinnati, especially next week. Uh, let's appreciate how awesome of a season that Las Vegas had. This was a wrecked team after... Uh, John Gruden went out, and Rick Bisaccia comes in and really just turns it around and has an awesome season, continues where he left off, and not to mention all the off-the-field stuff. So, guys, what what were your thoughts? Um, In my opinion, my respect for Derek Carr went through the roof. Just everything he had to deal with being one of the big leaders of the team, and no matter what the media threw at him, asked him, he was always respectful and basically said, it's on me. I'm the leader. We got to turn things around. That's even what he said after the game. And I thought even though his performance wasn't great, he dropped back 54 times. It was a gutsy performance out of him. Almost led what would have been an amazing drive there to tie it up at the end with what? What did he get the ball back with? Like a minute 50, something yeah, like that? No, no timeouts, No right? timeouts. That would have been 
that would have been gutsy from him to tie it up. But it's close. Yeah, I think Fourth the Raiders goal. are on the right trajectory. This is, next hire is going to be really big for them, though. Well, they're looking for a GM now, too. Mike Mayer. Yeah, yeah, he got fired. GM. And there's one key that nobody really talks about with the, the coaching staff at the Raiders. Their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and their defensive coordinator all have the exact same beard. And I think that actually contributes <laughs> to what they were doing on the field. It's really odd. I've never seen that before. But one more note with uh, Ogan Joby and Hendrickson out next week. You're playing Derrick Henry yeah. next week. And I, sure, mm-hmm. it might not be. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be what he was. He Derrick recovered Henry. this injury. He recovered from this injury. And it's a Titans team that will. They play Mike Vrabel football. They're going to punch you in the throat. They're going to run the ball down your throat the entire time. Ryan Tannehill, very mobile quarterback. I, it's just, if this D-line injuries keep piling up, like Mickey said, this is the exact worst team you want to play next. Yeah, and I don't, in my opinion, I don't think the Titans are one of the top, like I know they're the one seed, but I don't believe like a between seed. the Bills and the Chiefs that they're one of the top teams, but... This is going to be a good matchup for them with the tight for, with the Bengals because if that D lines out, I know the Bengals have high scoring and they can throw the ball, but they can't really run it lately. And if they can't stop Derrick Henry, that defense is going to be out there for a long time. And we saw that Steelers Chiefs game. Even what happened to the Steelers defense being out there, you break down. And I I don't think it's going to be a good matchup for the Bengals. Yeah, and and especially Trey Hendrickson being one of the better. Run stopping, you know, inside line, inside lineman, uh, on the fi- on the field, or actually Ogan Joby, my bad. Uh, Ogan Joby is one of the better yeah, interior yes. defenders. He's a great run stopper, and, and Tennessee might be getting a good little lo- draw here for next. I agree, week. yeah. But uh, we'll get into the previews a, li- a little bit later. But uh, do you guys have any more thoughts on the Cincinnati Las Vegas game? Really, I think it came down to the Raiders just couldn't convert their chances. A lot of short field goals turn those to touchdowns, and they win handedly. Most field goal attempts in a playoff game in NFL history between both games. Yeah. It was something like that, some crazy stat. But, yeah, I, I think this is more – this is less about the actual game, but I think you roll with Rich Bisaccia next year. He's already got Max Crosby on his side and Derek Carr both speaking up in the postgame press conference saying, hey, this is the guy that we want. Not sure if Carr will even be a Raider next year, though. What? What's his contract like? Pretty sure he's a free agent now, isn't he? I think he is, but th- so they'd is be Mariota. smart to use. They'd be smart to use a tag on. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So staying in the AFC, we got New England traveling to Buffalo in just a complete blowout on the second game on Saturday. Josh Allen played just one of the most complete games of his entire career. I the the word that I like to describe to describe his performance to use is he played big. Like he was running the ball and he was not afraid of contact. He was lowering his shoulder and he played physical. He played like an NBA big man and he was not afraid to just get in there and bully and then you know when the time came he just unloaded down the field and, and made some really nice throws in this one. New England's offensive game plan was good and working in the first half despite scoring only three points. They were moving the ball a little bit, and, and then it kind of just all fell apart. You know, they it, it wasn't working perfectly. I'm not trying to say that, but uh, Josh McDaniels, man, he, he did not adjust well, especially in the second half. A mixture of drops, bad turnovers, uh, and bad throws contributed to the result uh, offensively. Just Just not a good showing from this New England team. I do think that this game would have ended up similarly as a blowout. I thought going in that it – I don't know about a blowout, but I thought the Bills were going to win for sure. 
How about that interception by Micah Hyde on the second drive? I thought that, that turned was the tide. Awesome. That was a that was a good that throw a by play. Mac Jones mm-hmm. and a ten million times better interception. That, that was a great play. Yeah, and I think I mean Mac Jones ends his season on two really bad games, but what people also need to remember, he's a rookie. Rookies are going to have those games, and unfortunately for him, he fell apart at the end of the season. He started to, and but that's what rookies have. They have growing pains. They have learning curves, and I think that's what you saw with Mac Jones there. And Bills really impressed me, especially Devin Singletary too. He's really been coming on at the end, and a run game that you can have outside of Josh Allen. Because do you remember when the Bills played the Buccaneers like a month ago? They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't yeah, run the ball. Much. Josh Allen had like every single run play and every single pass play. If the Bills can take some heat off him with a good run game of Devin Singletary, who I think is really talented, I think the Bills could be scary next week against Kansas City for sure. I don't ever really remember the Bills having a good run game. No, and no. Singletary's been getting going lately. If they can just like 80 yards rushing, 70 yards, just a little heat off, because you know Allen's going to get 30, 40, 50 yards rushing still. Well, and you see, especially looking from a league-wide sense, what it does to quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, exactly. like these middle quarterbacks. It makes them look so much better because you can pull it back, and it opens up the pass game so much because everybody's collapsing down on that run game. And, and it's just really – it makes everything a lot easier on a quarterback. And Josh Allen has had to do so much for this offense. And if you could take a little bit of the pressure off his shoulder, you know, in the first and second quarter, he's going to be more fresh for the fourth, third and the fourth. And he's going to play a little. And better. I think I think Josh Allen has the talent to be a guy better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't need oh, yeah. help. Oh, I think oh, he I think can. He's already 100%. No, I think he can do yeah. it by himself. But you saw versus the Buccaneers that one game when he almost pulled him back. That's just the game that rings foremost in my head. I'm sure he's done it other times, but he almost brought him back single handedly. And yeah. but in the playoffs, you're playing the good teams like the Buccaneers, like you play the Packers, the Chiefs. You you got to have somebody to take off the heat off your main guy, especially in the cold in the playoffs. More touchdowns than incompletions. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive. It was impressive. The game was a track meet. It was, and that's the exact opposite game that the Patriots wanted to play. They came in there knowing exactly what they wanted to do, much like the Steelers. You heard Mike Tomlin before the game. I want to touch on that later. I love that guy. But, uh, yeah, it's just from the get-go, game over. Yeah. And 47-17, I didn't even know they had 17. thought they ended with like Yeah, the three. game, I, I did not watch the fourth quarter, I will admit. Oh, I was no. I was standing up for the fourth quarter. I, mean, I thought <laughs> Mitch, I thought, see, I was, you so ready for Mitch. I, I was ready for Mitch. The, the, the Patriots just decided to have this elongated eight-minute drive in the fourth quarter, and Mitch only got to come on the field with a minute 30 left, just got to take some knees and ruin oh, his stats. So sad. Yeah, now he's got like negative four. Exactly. Rushing yards in that yeah. one. <laughs> when their teams are looking at, at him next year, they're going to be like, oh, this guy. He only had 68 <laughs> rushing yards, not 72. We're not signing this guy. So, yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah. All right. The first game on Sunday, Philadelphia traveling to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay pretty much dominates this one, uh, 31-17. Tampa Bay's defense, man, they shut Jalen Hurts out he played one of maybe the worst game of his career. It was really ugly from Jalen Hurts' stand, standpoint. Brady, he's got off to a little bit of a uh, shaky start, but started to find that rhythm late in the first quarter and just tears apart this Philadelphia defense. To be honest, I was on a flight while this one was going on, so I couldn't really watch it that closely. Guys, yeah, what I mean, did you see? I watched it. Jalen Hurts did not look great. Mm-hmm. But that's another guy kind of doing it by himself, in my opinion. He doesn't have a ton of help. Yeah. 
in the he is the run game for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Tom Brady, shaky start. You know, they were touched. Troy Aikman was touching on it a lot about how he was missing passes in the first quarter. But then, I mean, he's Tom Brady. You he turned it on in the second, third quarter in this game. In my opinion, it was never in question for even a second. It was 31-0. The Eagles got some cheap points at the end. Hurt started looking good, but it just it wasn't in question. Brady dominated like he normally does. Yeah, it's the if I had to compare the Buccaneers to I don't even know what category they're sort of like Pokemon. They sort they sort of just have random guys that they pull out of anywhere, and I'm like, oh, this guy's in, and this guy's gonna score a touchdown, and I've never heard of him before. Yeah, they Vaughn just, scored a touchdown. Yeah, who uh, are these guys? Did Le'Veon Bell play? I don't, I don't know think, if he's still I don't on think that he team. Plays. He was, he's he on the release. I think he was released oh, a couple of weeks ago. Was he? He's no, he scored no, he's, in the last week. He of the scored season last week because a bell ran it in, and we're sitting around watching yeah. the game. I was like, that's not Le'Veon Bell. He's not on this team. I'm pretty sure he's still on and the team. Was. I think he is too. Yeah, he's on the team still. He just had minimal action. Well, Fournette's coming back next week, I would assume, so that'll probably be it for uh Oh, my bad. Le'Veon. He wasn't released. Yeah, Le'Veon probably <laughs> be done next week. But yeah, They might keep him on, just inactive, give him a ring. Give him a ring. That's like uh, LaShawn McCoy, or not LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, no, LaShawn yeah. McCoy. He and he's had on two that rings. Team. He had two rings. He never, well, he's <laughs> retired, but he had two rings and never played a down in the Super Bowl. Yep. They also have Giovanni Bernard. It was two straight two Super Bowls. Giov- Giovanni Bernard scored, yes. They just yeah, have he scored these the random guys. They yeah. pull them out anywhere. Well, and then their two best guys, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, are both out. And and you just see the depth that yeah. these and, and let me let me just go on a little bit of a tangent here. The these really good teams, these really good front offices that always know what they're doing. San Francisco, uh, you know, not to brag or anything, Kansas City. They always Pittsburgh, come up like Tampa Bay, yeah. like yeah. They always come up with really good running back depth, and they just don't spend a lot of money they on that up. position. They they show up and and they know that they need a lot of depth because running backs go down so often, but they're so easy to come by. Minnesota's so they, another team. They always have depth behind Cook. Matt exactly. Breida. Matt Breida showed up and won two games yeah. for the Bills five weeks ago. And. But like the Bills, yes, the yeah. Bills are another good example. Giovanni Bernard's been on that team; he's just been hurt. Yeah. He is going to be big in the playoff stretch because he's going to be their third down back when Fournette needs a break. He's got a so he's going to get a lot of touches th- still. Yeah, yeah. We ready um, to go to break? Yeah, let's take a quick one. Yeah. All right, we will be back in just over a minute on the packed house here on KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. When we come back, we will be wrapping up, recapping these last weeks of games, and then previewing the next week. It's going to be an awesome week, so stick around for that. We'll be right back here on the Packed House. And welcome back to the Packed House right here on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Mickey Doolittle alongside Grant Salzman and Aiden O'Connor. We are recapping this fantastic week of football we just witnessed in the NFL. So our next game on the docket is my San Francisco 49ers knocking off, upsetting the Dallas Cowboys in a classic postseason rivalry, a historic postseason rivalry that has another classic, the first one really in, in 20 years uh, in this rivalry. So my thoughts on this one, Mike McCarthy needs to be fired. Yes. He had a couple of just pure fireable offenses mm-hmm. in this one. I, I never got the hiring from the first place, but especially in this one, I think I think we really saw what he brings to the table, and that's punting in the fourth quarter on your own 15, then going 
to going for a field goal on the next possession on fourth and seven with an offense that can move the ball and is so overly and he is just so overly conservative. It's it's just not good. Mike McCarthy needs to go here. Kellen Moore should be promoted to head coach, or someone should be promoted. I agree. To head coach. It, it should be Kellen Moore. Yeah. I think they'd be stupid to let him walk, and they'd be. He, he, I would assume he's at the point in his career where he knows he can be a head coach. Why would you let him go anywhere else? My question is, what is Mike McCarthy like? What coordinator job would he have? Because I just, I don't. It's he's an offensive guy, like, but I, he is so old school. Yeah, I don't know if he would get hired by he, anybody. Oh at, no, he offensive. would. He would be one of those guys that sits up in the booth. He'd be like an analyst, and they'd show him once every broadcast. And be like, oh, there's Mike McCarthy. He would get hired, yeah. but I don't think he'd be hired as an offensive coordinator anywhere. No. Like, he'd be like a pass specialist or like a run specialist. Jason like, Garrett got hired as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, but I feel like Jason Garrett even is a little bit smarter than Mike McCarthy. I just think honestly, the Giants are dumb. yeah, that too. But I yeah. don't know. The game just. I can't like remember the exact situations, but there was like three times Tony Romo was like fourth and two here, really should go for it, punting with like seven yeah. minutes left, down sixteen points or something like what that. I, and I, sorry, keep going. No, and then there was times that he went for it on like his own twenty-five, like fourth and twelve, and it was like just like dumb situations to go for it, and then that he doesn't, and then he goes for it when he shouldn't. I just I don't understand. And then and then the biggest one. The, the 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 granddaddy, the culmination of all of this is the final play of the game. Yes, the officials may have messed up, although the more and more Not, I watch no. it, yes. the more and more I just feel less sympathetic because that was one of the worst play calls in NFL history. Well, I, You're running a QB sneak with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. It's a QB draw bad. up the middle. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for that kind of play call. And then the official is scrambling up the field, does all he can to try and, you know, spot the ball because you need to spot the ball. Dak Prescott does not hand the, the official to the, the ball to the official and time expires. I yeah. kind of don't have any sympathy for this. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, go ahead. Um, like one thing was, is like, I've never seen that play call before. But apparently it's a real thing. Like Romo and other quarterbacks were saying, like, yeah, like that was the that was an okay play call. But the thing was, there was 14 seconds. I'm pretty sure when he ran it, you need 18 seconds. You need, you need to run five seconds because nine seconds is enough time to get a spike off with a second. If he takes it, because there's no lineman, he can get 15 yards in five seconds, 20 yards in five seconds. But then he has to go down. But he ran until about four seconds left make, on the clock. I think make an effort to get out of bounds. But I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. if he slides with eight seconds, yeah, he was. slid with like. Five. Yeah. And I actually don't think that the ref, I, I think regardless of what happened with the ref hand the ball in the spot, I don't think they would have gotten it off anyway. Well, he did the wrong thing. You're not supposed to spot it yourself. Supposed You're supposed to, to run it. and hand it to him. Yeah. And then the ref wouldn't have, because he's running into the line when he's running the line. The center already had his hand on the ball. The center needs to get out of his way and then get like, I just, or I don't understand. They're giving you so much room. Why not throw a crosser across the middle and that guy can get out of bounds pretty easy. Another play call that I didn't really get, and this is on the 49ers side of things. When they ended up punting at the end of the game to give the Cowboys the ball to go on that drive where Dak ran that play, why wouldn't you put they, – they went for a QB sneak and there was a false start, and I think they, that was the luckiest false start ever because I don't know if he got it. It looked close. I think he got it. I think you should have punted on that play anyway Forget because you're giving it to them on the 40. Wait, See, are, are you talking about the Trent Williams, like when they shifted start? Trent Williams to the other side of the so, line? I think they should – Sorry, go no, ahead. No, you go, you go. I 100% think that that's the right call because if you get it there, it's fourth and inches. QB sneaks work 80% yeah. of the time. I just I, really think 
There's too much to risk. Jim, no, they have no I, timeouts, and your defense has come up big all game. Sorry, Grant, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I agree. I think you should go for it, but I hate – what's the point of the shift? Everybody in the world knows that it's going to be a QB sneak. The shift is just to, you know, get him off, but then he doesn't give him enough time to set. In my opinion, just sneak it. He's going to get it. That did not affect the play at all. Trent Williams did nothing on that play from the left tackle or the right tackle. Like, he – it's the central, so I didn't understand why not just snap it and go. I, I agree. However, I do also see the thought process behind it. The The whole thought process is to get your big guys loaded up on the right side. And and what they do to stop the, the QB sneak is they pinch the three inside yeah, yeah. defensive linemen. So those guys are just standing like down in the dirt, shoulder to shoulder, and their one job is to push as hard as they can. And so the shift... Kind of just, it, it tries to disguise that in like an out. We're going to run the ball outside. We're going to run it inside the tackle, but it's going to be, it's not going to be straight up the middle. And, and I understand the thought process from that standpoint. I don't think it was that necessary. No, I though. think it's too much of a risk because you saw it. The big guy has to get down. He's not, he's Trent Williams. He's a great player, but he's not used to having to run from one side to the other. Exactly. And Garoppolo is normally used to, I'm not really blaming anybody. Garoppolo should have waited, but he's used to a tight end or a wide receiver going in motion, not a 300 pound left tackle. It's going to take him an extra gonna, beat. Yeah. So I'm not blaming Garoppolo for getting the snap count too soon. But I think in that situation, just simplify it. I know they're smart, but one little thing can mess it up. Just simplify, run the QB sneak, get the first down. If you don't, you don't. You live with it. Like, yeah. I mean, I was glad they punted on fourth and six because they yeah. were looking yeah. like they might go for it then. If they would have gone for it no. there, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think that going for it was the right call. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I, I like the QB sneak call a lot more than a handoff on that play Or some too, sort though. of like option or yeah no nonsense. i think Debo i think that something yeah i think that qb sneak is the best call in that situation yeah unless you sure. have matthew stafford we all saw last night he yeah, cannot he QB sneak. Those, yeah apparently. yeah couple of uh other notes on the niners jimmy garoppolo in what could have been his last game as a 49er played a relatively clean game yeah uh that one interception i the, i thought it was his fault because he over he always misses high to his receivers yes but Brandon Ayuk actually ran his route a little too flat. Like, that was I a agree. dig route. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. It was a dig route. You're supposed to not flatten out your route as much as he did. So I, I actually can't really fault Jimmy Garoppolo for that. So it was a pretty clean game from him. Uh, D'Amico see- Ryans, man. Th- this guy is awesome. D'Amico Ryans, he has turned around this defense from week seven or something, they looked really, really bad early in the season. And they look really good now. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL right yeah. now. Exactly. I, I, sorry, keep going. I, I can't I, – like, and then he really broke tendencies this week in calling blitz after blitz after blitz, and he disguised them so well. Yeah, they had a big sack at the end of the game because he brought pressure, and they don't they, – the Niners do not pressure do, a lot. Yeah, the Niners do not blitz a lot, and, and it was really fun to watch. I think I feel I feel bad for Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone is everyone's like, oh yeah, he, he played fine today. Like everyone's waiting for him to make a mistake. I think he's having a hell of a season. Not it's not great, but especially now down the stretch, he's been good and he's been winning them these football games. Everyone's waiting for him to make this mistake. I don't know about winning them the football he's, games. They're winning game manager yeah. again. I think yes. he's a glorified game but manager. We talked about that. last. No, but yeah. uh-uh. he's not worth the money he's getting paid. No. 
but he is a good quarterback. He's better than what other teams have, and he's in a divisional playoff Just, game. If you put a really good team around a quarterback like him, you, you can, can win, win a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl. You, they should have won a Super Bowl. If he completes one throw to Emmanuel Sanders, the San Francisco 49ers would have been yes. Super Bowl champions yes. in 2019. Yes, easily. What's his contract like? Oh, it's huge. Not, not the money-wise, but when is he done? When's it up? He's the one one more year next year, but that's going to be on another team probably. Yeah, Why it, doesn't he go to the it, Browns or the Steelers? I mean, I would take him on the Steelers, yes. But one more thing I want – two more things I want to add, actually. Debo Samuel is amazing. I, I, awesome. I love yeah. how they use him, but so is Elijah Mitchell. Yes. I think that guy is a great find for them, and if they get him and Raheem Mostert back, their run game – could be terrifying next year. I is mean, he back? well, and they're oh, okay. nice. They are awesome compliments to each they other. They are because Raheem Mostert will run around the edge, and if you give him a little bit of space on that edge, he's gonna go, and he is fast. And Mitchell's really good in between the tackles, and he is running over people. And I, they yeah, are awesome compliments. Yeah, to and you. I yeah. think what they're starting to realize is they can use Debo like a Raheem Mostert. Not as he's not as up north and south. Debo's more east and west, exactly. and he's not as. Um, he can't truck a guy like Raheem Mostert can, but Debo's still great to get to the outside, and I love the way they use him. Especially, yeah. I've liked when they put, the Rams did this with Cup 2, when they put them two in the backfield. They the put Debo and Mitchell in the backfield, have one of them go like on a bubble route and then hand off, but neither of those teams have, have thrown it to that bubble route yet from the other guy in the backfield. So I'm, I'm thinking next week we're going to see a big play, play from either Cup or Mitchell because out of that formation. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more thoughts on this one? No. Perfect. Good luck. Hey, I'm rooting for you guys this week. Yeah. I want to see oh, the yeah. Niners win. All I just right. want to see the Packers lose. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We are going to take a quick break right now. We will be back in just over a minute to recap the final two games from this weekend. Stick with us right here on the Packed House. We will be right back. Baby, where the eyes go. Welcome back to the Packed House right here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Make you do a little alongside Aiden O'Connor and Grant Salzman. We are recapping these awesome NFL games from last week. The next one we have is a little bit of a blowout at Arrowhead. It's Kansas City 42 and Grant's Steelers at 21. Grant, I'm so sorry about this. What, what, what do you think about this? You know, I mean, it's the end of an era in Pittsburgh, honestly. I mean, 18 years of just consistency out of Big Ben. I mean, I was happy we got in because Ben can at least go out saying he's a playoff Playoff team, like he wasn't going to go out with the Super Bowl, obviously, but I feel like this was as as high as Ben could go out yes. after this year, and I think it's really a testament to the coaching staff, to Mike Tomlin, to the front office of Pittsburgh, because they've had some bad teams over the year, and this one, having to, I've watched every single game, every second of every game this season, and this one was bad compared to some other ones, and they still find their way in. Yeah, they had a lot of help, but I think it was an impressive for them to get in, and really good building blocks forward. Obviously, the Chiefs. 
were the Chiefs. I think everyone yeah. was expecting it, but Ben himself was expecting it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that was also a bit of sarcasm. I don't oh, think I don't he know. Was, no, I don't think he was actually <laughs> expecting to get blown out. He was pretty upset. He was just but, preparing himself. Yeah, yeah. That T.J. Watt touchdown. I mean, T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward. That was the Steelers' whole season, just blowing stuff up, and that was amazing. I mean, I really had hope there for a little bit, and then the Chiefs got rolling, and they did not stop. That's what they do in the playoffs, though. They start slow, and once they get, once you let them score, it's over. Well, the prime example is Houston a couple of years ago. Yes, in the divisional round, mm-hmm. Houston goes up what twenty-one. And the Bills too. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That. Jeez. I'm pretty sure it was twenty-four nothing. Yeah, Houston, the wow. Texans. Yeah, and yeah, that was the thing. I knew after that Watt touchdown, once the Chiefs answered and we couldn't answer back, it was over. We had, especially going in twenty-one seven and a half. There's no chance, you- but. Did you hear Mike Tomlin's quote before the game? Oh, if, he said, if you're uh, a blinker, cut your eyelids off. He said, we, we can't blink. If we blink, they're going to cut your eyelids off. Yeah, no, he said, and he, he was said, like, oh my God. He said, we about? can't blink. If you're a blinker, cut your own eyelids off. Yeah. Saying, like, don't, like, he's like, we know what type of game. Like, he was going into war. He was, I all, think, he was also prepared to get dominated as well. Yes. But <laughs> I think Even Ben was, knew what was going to happen. He was, no, I think he was ready. He knew what type of dog battle. And yeah. I think, I think you honestly saw that for the first quarter and a half. You saw that mentality out of the Steelers. I mean, they shut down. T.J. Watt shut down Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that tipped interception and everything. And the thing is, I know the Chiefs have come back in the playoffs time and time again, but you start slow versus the Steelers who have no offense, so it's 7-0. But you start slow against the Bills, the Bengals, all of a sudden it's 21-0, and you can't do anything. We saw what the Bills did to a team that started slow. So that would be my only concern for KC coming out because you're not going to be able to put 41 up on everybody. You've got to – Patrick Mahomes cannot be – Throwing interceptions, scooping scores—you know what I mean. I think I think this is this was a little bit of a good matchup, kind of for the Steelers. I in agree. That if you catch Mahomes on a day where he's trying to do too much, he's he's not he's dropping too he's getting too, way too much depth in his drop back, like he does, and it allows T.J. Watt to fly around that edge and easily beat the tackle. And then you know who knows after that, like he might scramble around and try to do too much. This is a defense that can absolutely take advantage of that. Yeah, and, and you saw that a couple of times. And I don't think the Steelers' defense is great, but it, it has a lot of big playability with T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, and Akilah Witherspoon lately has been, and Mika Fitzpatrick. Former 49er Akilah Witherspoon. He's playing his butt off. I mean, I he's going to get, he's our top free agent to re-sign besides Terrell Edmonds, but I think T.J. Watt can be Patrick Mahomes' nightmare, and you saw why, because he can, Mahomes extending plays, gives a lot more time for Watt. And he was so close on so many more. Like, he could have had four or five sacks in the first oh, quarter. Yeah. And you see that tipped interception, uh, blowing up scooping score. It was just impressive. And I think T.J. Watt definitely deserves Defensive Player of the Year this year. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I don't think there's – I think Parsons is the next one that's close, but I – Yeah. Close is a overstatement. Yeah. It sucks for Parsons because if this was a normal rookie. year – if this was a normal year, like Parsons is easily a defensive player, yeah, your yeah. ca- caliber player, and it's awesome that he's doing it in his rookie year. Yeah, he'll win rookie of the yeah, year. Get, oh, defensive yeah. rookie of the year. Well, rookie, who's gonna win rookie of the year? What's well, offensive rookie of the year in the defense? Yeah, it would be Jamar. It would be Jamar, oh, Jamar and Jamar, yeah. Parsons. But I think if we're focused on the Steelers, what'll be really interesting is the future now. Ben's retired. You know, thank they you, ben. they yeah. finally yeah. Thank you, Ben. But I don't want to cry or anything. But. <laughs> The one thing that might come back to bite the Steelers is they've procrastinated. 
They knew they would have Ben three or four more years, and they just they did not do what the Packers did, drafting Love. They have they have nobody. And well, I in a way a I kind of respect that because you're putting all your chips on the winning now. I agree. I, like I agree. That. But I feel like winning you that. you drafted Mason Rudolph. I feel like you could have gone fourth, fifth round pick somebody more of caliber after you saw what Mason Rudolph. And apparently reports are Tomlin had a big presser today telling him he's open to anybody. But then a Steelers insider tweeted that it's looking like Mason Rudolph will be the quarterback of the future. At least Bridget for a year. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Mason Rudolph is the quarterback of the future at all. I would rather have Dwayne Haskins, if If, I'm going to be completely honest. But I also do not want the Steelers to feel like, because I think Mason Rudolph is a nine and eight, eight and nine quarterback mm-hmm. with this team, probably ten and seven if we're lucky. No different than Ben. No, lately. no, no. But I don't want the Steelers to pick a first round pick that's really a third or fourth round caliber, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're stuck with that guy as our future. So if you have to bridge, and then next year you find someone really good, so be it. And you we've, know? we've talked about it on the show before. The the quarterback draft this year is not what it normally is. Well, yes, no. there's some good ones, there, but. There's Pickett at the top, and and then there's a big drop off. Corral, I, I think maybe. I Corral mean, and yeah. Sam Howell, but I just don't see them. I think Pickett's the only NFL yes. and Willis are the only yeah. NFL style quarterbacks. But like that's what I'm saying. They're probably second round talent, I think. And you they're going to go in the first round. Yes, yes they are. But I think they're second or third round talent. I agree. And the Steelers, they're a smart organization. They're not going to want to waste a first round pick when they could get a lineman instead for Najee. Because I think Najee Harris really is the future of this offense more than. They got to get some linemen because yeah, I agree. He, he is a workhorse. He's a tank. He's a great running back. But I've seen that guy run for minus one and one yards about a hundred times. Yeah, minus one yard and he two breaks weeks. two tackles. You exactly. know, like yeah, he has to work just, to get that yeah, negative one and yard. And I would rather have a lineman right now that's gonna sure up your team for twelve more years than a quarterback who will start for four years. You know, so I think that'll be one of the most interesting developments of the offseason because there's so many quarterbacks. There's a lot of and on I would, the move. I would rather bridge someone other than Mason Rudolph, in my opinion, would be best for them, but we'll see. I think, honestly, and we've talked about the free agent quarterbacks, too. There's not a lot. I'm looking at it right now. It's, you know, it's everyone from Andy Dalton. Yeah. Mitch. So, and I think. Marcus I, Mariota. I don't hate that at all. No, I would team. not hate that. What do you yeah. think, Mickey? Mariota, I, there's just so many options I out agree. there. And if we've learned one thing from this Pittsburgh front office over the years, they know what they're doing. Yes. I trust them. They know positional value. They they draft well. It, just look at their wide receiving room over the last 10 years. It's unbelievable. They, you know, they'll always have guys at the skill positions. They've that are, turned out some of the most Emmanuel Sanders is a guy you don't think of. Martavis Bryant before all that. Um, oh, he was that really was, good. Yeah, that Antonio was weird. Brown. Is he in jail? What happened to him? Marijuana usage. I don't know. He just failed too many drug tests. Could, but. Oh, okay. Mike Wallace, you know, San Antonio Holmes. There's all these like old guys you don't really remember that They're were really good for a long time were Steelers. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders got to start in Pittsburgh, and then obviously of the Antonio Browns and all the guys now. I mean, I think this is a really up and coming young group with Claypool, Johnson, Fryermuth, Harris. I like him a Ray lot. Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah. I like Fryermuth a lot. Yeah, like they, that's another thing about the Steelers. They always have a really good special teams guy. Yes. Switzer, mm-hmm. that guy, professional special yeah. teams guy. Switzer, now they got they McLeod. Have, they have Derek Watt, too. He's yep. a great special teamer. Like, God, I forgot they had yeah, another Watt. Yeah, All the they, Watts. they have a lot of – I think the Steelers have a lot of potential. They're more than a few pieces away, but I would say in a couple years, and they might re-sign Juju. I would love that. I think Juju is huge for this team. I mean, you saw him coming off a shoulder-ending – surprised uh, he played. Yeah, 
an ending also, season shoulder surgery and he comes back. But it also wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if, if he if he doesn't resign no, because you no. have so much depth. Yes, I would agree. But I think Juju, I think the offense took a hit once he left because you don't have that third down yet. You're relying on Claypool and Johnson who are inexperienced and younger instead of that. Yeah. Guy, you can just rely gonna, on. You know, the Steelers are going to have some money to work with in the offseason. They do. They too. have a lot ben, of. Ben's and clearing up fourteen million, and they're reworking his contract even more to clear up more space what of guaranteed money for Ben. So yeah, so it'll be interesting for the future. I think if we're talking about now, I think the Chiefs are probably still the front runner in the AFC. I'm going to be honest. Whoever wins this game is going to win the AFC. Oh, 100%. between the Bills and mm-hmm. the Chiefs, because mm-hmm. I don't think the Bengals and Titans are good enough. I, I agree completely. Yeah. All right, so on the final game of the weekend, the first ever Monday playoff game, Arizona traveled to L.A. and absolutely put up a stinker, losing this one by 20-31-11. Kyler Murray made a couple of really bad mistakes, uh, held on to the ball for too long. He played pretty undisciplined, and L.A. just did enough. Uh, when you know this entire team around Matthew Stafford is clicking, you all know my thoughts on Matthew Stafford. I do not think he's a very good quarterback. He's not worth that money. Uh, it, when everything's clicking around him, he's going he's gonna to be very camouflaged into that, and he's going to look pretty good. So, guys, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this one. I mean, Stafford only yeah. threw 17 times. Yeah. So that kind of— It was over before it started. Yeah. There was what? The, pick, the, the play that Kyler was playing 500, and he just, like, lofted it up there when he was already in his own end zone. That was one— the pick six out of his yeah. own zone. Is that what you're talking about? The pick six? I don't even yeah. know. He literally yeah. threw it, was it up. It yeah, was like, like I, this, this me. game made me, me. <laughs> think Kyler Murray should be playing baseball. Like, I mean, I know oh, that's, I'm, I'm that's joking. A, that's I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but this is what quarterbacks like Murray and like Mahomes that can extend plays, they make those dumb decisions sometimes. Like, why are you th- underhand throwing the ball out of your own end zone? Two is better than seven. Yes. You know? Or take the intentional grounding, you know, just hope you don't get it. Like, two is much better than seven in this situation because that pick six, you're done. And and we talked about this earlier, but Mahomes, his big issue over the last couple of years, and it, and it kind of comes and goes. Like, he fixes it from week to week, and then he gets into the habit again. It's getting way too much depth in his drop back and, and really hanging his tackles out to dry because those edge rushers are just going to fly around the tackle and have a wide-open path to the quarterback. Kyler Murray is going to be making those same mistakes, and, and especially as a second-year, third-year now? Fourth. Whoa. Fourth. Third-year. Wow, third. we're getting old. Third I feel old, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. I thought that was like last year. He's in his fourth year? I think it's his third year. Third. He's 24, so. Still, I thought third makes me – well, I know it really makes me feel old. I mean, we got no more Ben, Big Phil, Eli, Drew, all yeah, the boys. Is, They're this gone. This is third year, so he just completed his third year, but – yeah, so not not a veteran yet, not quite. Oh no, but he has a lot of time to learn. So he feels like he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, but I think the opposite. I feel like he's been in the league for like really a couple games. Not a couple games, obviously. But yeah, I feel like what I've started to realize with the Rams and Cooper Cup, they're trying to use him like Debo. A lot I don't of think you can. no, I don't think you can. But they're trying. They're putting him in the backfield. They're because yeah. the Cardinals were double teaming him, and he still he still led the league. Or led the team in receptions. He when had, like, four long catches at the end of the drive. When you have someone like that, that everyone knows that's where the ball is going to, he's your number one, he led all these touchdowns, fantasy nonsense. Uh, 
they're going to put two guys on you, and I think they're doing too much trying to force him the ball. Yeah, but I think he's so talented that I know. get him in the backfield, get oh, yeah, him the I ball agree. is yeah. the most important thing yeah. for the Rams. Because And it opened up Odell. Odell had a good game. He had a touchdown, yes. a couple catches, long catches. Like he, It opens him up, who's still uber-talented, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's unbelievable that Odell Beckham is not a number one receiver on a team. Like He is a number one receiver. Yes. He would be a number one receiver for anyone. And he just isn't for L.A. It's it's Cooper Cup, who's mm-hmm. so shifty. He's yeah. one of the best route runners in the game of football. Like, he is so good. And, and yeah, they're trying to find ways to get the ball in his hands. And I don't think it's necessarily exactly the same as no, Debo because, no. you know, Debo's just a kind of a different player. But, you know, that just because it's different doesn't mean it's worse. Like, no. he is yeah. a top five top three maybe wide receiver in the league. Yeah, and I think, you know, screens plays the cup. Out of the backfield screen, just I don't think it's bad to force. Like, getting the ball to your best player is okay. Like, that's what you need to do in the NFL to win games. And You see the Chiefs. they Mahomes throws the ball underhand half the time to, just to, to get Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, I And it's great. It works yeah, every time. I think, I think that's what you have to do to win in the NFL. You, you can't. Teams are going to try to take it away, so you got to find a way to get through double teams to Kelsey, to Cup, to the Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Devontae seems to just, the ball just kind of, yeah. it's got a magnet in his mm-hmm. hand or something. Well, it helps that you have one of the best quarterbacks ever who's thrown with, who yes, yeah. throws with anticipation. Mm-hmm. So, And I think who's having a career year is Tyler Higby because yes, of Odell like... and Cup. And Cam Set... Akers looked really good in his return, yeah. too. Set maybe said some questionable things to Buda Baker after <laughs> he didn't know. Give him a break. I he did the moment. I, I don't think. think he knew either. Yeah. I, I'm I am giving him the benefit of the doubt. Obviously a scary uh, yeah, incident. He's, Hope, hoping he's okay. He tweeted out today. He's like, I'm good. That's good. It's probably hear, not good, but but he's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So with that, we are going to take one last break here on the packed house in just under a minute. We will be back with our predictions and previews for next week. Before getting out of here, stick with us on KCOU 88.1 FM. And welcome back to the Packed House right here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Make you do a little alongside Grant Salzman and Aiden O'Connor. We have previews of next week's NFL madness that is about to go down in the divisional round. It's going to be so much fun next week. Let's start in Green Bay with the first game of the weekend. San Francisco traveling to the Packers' house. Bosa, Warner, Jimmy Garoppolo all suffered injuries this week, but all are expected to play. That is huge for the 49ers. And a big blow for Green Bay, Zadarius Smith and Jairi Alexander. Jair. 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 That's right. I can never say it on my first attempt. Are both questionable. Those are two best players on that defense. They are questionable. We do not know if they're going to play. Guys, let's go score predictions for this one. Um, I'll go. I hate to pick the Packers, and I hate to do it to you, but yeah. I, I just think it's going to happen. I don't like that it's going to happen, but go like 30 to 24 Packers. Uh, I agree. I just think Aaron Rodgers is too much. 34-28 Packers. 34-28. All right. Uh, I think the Niners match up decently well against the I Green agree. Bay Packers. And they're not going to get away with calling blitzes on 
what, however many percentage of snaps that they called defensively last week. They're not going to do that. They're not going to not going to get away with that against Aaron Rodgers and a really good offensive line that Green Bay has. That said, I I, I think they're going to keep it close. I, I do think, it. Pick them. Do it. Do Come it. on. Come on. Come on, Mickey. All right. Why wouldn't you? All right. All right. You know, I'm going to go with my gut. I, I'm not going to go with rationale. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. 30-28 to 28 in this one. Let's Perfect. Go. Just know my rational thoughts says 30-28 nope, <laughs> Green Bay. But I officially, I am picking San Francisco 30-28. to 28. Good. That's a true fan. Moving on, we got Los Angeles, the Rams, traveling to Tampa Bay. Uh, all this... This game just rests on Matthew Stafford. I, I think it, it's going to be huge for him to have a good game. Tristan Wirfs, big injury for Tampa Bay. He is in a boot right now. He is in a walking boot. This would be huge if he misses the game. And in addition to that, Josh Wells, his backup, is questionable with a quad too. So right tackle is a massive question, or left tackle is a questionable question mark for Tampa Bay right now. Fournette and Ronald Jones are both questionable as well. So, guys, score predictions for this one. Doesn't matter. 31-14 Buccaneers. Ooh. I think it's going to be a blowout. Really? All yeah. right. Um, so, I, I do think it matters just because watching the Eagles, and actually the Eagles had a backup in against that position, one of their edge rushers, and he was taking they the, the Wells up. guy down. They did down. blow it up. Yeah. They did. Yep. They sacked Brady a lot, and I think the Rams' defense is better. He's going to go against Von Miller. That's just to name one. I was about to say that edge rusher yeah. against Wirfs, like that's fine it's, if you're Tampa Bay, but now it's against yeah. a backup. That's definitely make it's definitely making me think about it a little bit more. But I just I, I can't bet against Brady. I think they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't want to pick my same score again, but I like that area, so I'll go like uh, go with like a, a you know what, forty two thirty eight. Forty two thirty. Wow. wow. We have a shootout. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, we'll do it. All right, and for me, I I kind of agree with your guys' logic. I don't think it's going to be enough to hold Tampa Bay down. They've been here. They've done this. And I'm going to go with Tampa Bay around, uh, let's go, 34-24. Ten points. That seems about right. I think the spread the spreads for these games all week are like two, three, four, five. They're not the a lot. Biggest one is 49ers Packers. Packers are Six. five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Five and a half's the biggest line. That means we got some good football this I week. I know, I can't wait. And this one is going to be a lot of fun. Cincinnati traveling to Tennessee. Uh just an awesome game. Uh the defensive line for Cincinnati is a big question mark this week. Trey Hendrickson is on pace to return from concussion protocol. However, Larry Ogunjobi is a massive question or is a massive miss out, out yeah. for Cincinnati against Derrick Henry, who has not been officially announced to be returning this week, but he probably will. He Guys, should be. Let's go. Score predictions. 2017 Tennessee. I think it's gonna be a little low scoring to begin with. Teams are going to have to feel each other out a little bit, but I think the run game and the injuries for Cincinnati will be too much to overcome, and I think Titans will get it done. Yeah, I I like that same area. I'm going to go 24-17 Tennessee. I think a key for the Titans is one. Well, I'm going to book this right now. I don't know if you guys better anything, but I I, I don't. It'll lose too much money. But Ryan Tannehill is going to score a rushing touchdown. All right. 100%. That's the difference. But what I do think needs to happen they can't just feed Derrick Henry every time. They made it through a handful of games with Deonta Foreman and I forgot who the other guy is, but they're a different type of backs. You mix in Derrick Henry, you know, who's just going to 
run it right up the middle with these guys who are quick and get get to the outside, that's a good game plan. You do no, that, you win. Yeah, and Hillard, I think, is his name. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to come down to the final drive of the game. I have Tennessee winning 25-24 in this one just by a point. I like it. It's a really interesting matchup once again, and I think Joe Burrow can keep pace with this Tennessee offense that's so run heavy. So it'll be interesting. This is, I think this is the most fascinating game of the week. We're trying to get out of here, but one thing, if it comes down to one team needing a score, I have more faith in Joe Burrow. Oh, I agree. And that agree. offense? Yeah. Yes. No, exactly. I think Tannehill's better, but I don't. I have more no. faith in Burrow in that in offense. In a two-minute offense? Yeah. yeah, 100%. I like Joe Burrow more than Tannehill in general anyway. Nah, I'm a Rhino guy. All right. <laughs> In the final game of the weekend, I will be in in attendance at Arrowhead for the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Daryl Williams both have a chance of playing and returning from their injuries. Buffalo, though, is nearly injury-free right now. So really interesting injury Really interesting matchup from an injury standpoint in this one. What do you guys think? Yeah, Mickey, I think you're going to see a heck of a game. I yes. think, But I'm going the upset. I think Buffalo gets it done. They're coming back with a vengeance. I'm going 28-24 Bills. Ooh. 35-34 Bills as well. Whoa, one-point game. Yeah. You both have Buffalo. Oh, we yes. do. That's correct. I also have Buffalo in this. Oh, Nobody circles the wagons like the this. Buffalo Bills. They, I, I think they're my new team in the playoffs. I, I love watching them. Nah, yeah. Cincinnati all the way. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, I do not like <laughs> the Bengals. I go 30, uh, sorry, 34-31 Cincinnati, or uh, not Cincinnati, <laughs> Buffalo in this. <laughs> all right, any all closing right. thoughts from you guys? Well, we didn't disagree on any of the games. We all picked the same team to win every game. Uh, I picked San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. He I wrote it down as Green Bay. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my go. rational. Big deal. There we go. Niners. Go Niners. That's all I have to say. Yes. Bang, bang, get Niner that, game. Get that guy out of here. All right. Let's go. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to the Packed House right here on KCOU 88.1 FM for Grant Salzman and Aiden O'Connor. My name is Mickey Doolittle. Have a great week, everybody.